Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. Well, I'm excited to be sharing the Word this morning. Um, We have started and commenced uh, this series on Created for Purpose about a couple of weeks ago. And we came from the Scripture, Romans 8, verse 28. And this whole series is really significant because you were created for a purpose. You were created on purpose, for a purpose, to fulfil His purpose. That's what you were created for. And in Romans 8, 28, this is the theme Scripture that we have been unpacking. Pastor Claude's been unpacking the last couple of weeks, but I'd like to just recap a little bit for you this morning. It says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Lots of people start off with this Scripture, with the first part of it. It's, and it's great. I hear lots of people saying, all things work for good. And then they say, oh, those who love God. But let's read the whole bit of it. Because it's not en- enough just to love God. It's those who are called according to His purpose for them. He says, for God knew His people in advance. And He chose them to become like His Son, so that His Son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, He called them to come to Him. And having called them, He gave them right standing with Himself. And given them right standing, He gave them His glory. Let's pray. Father, I wanna thank You for today, for Your living breathing Word today, Your presence here today. And for those who are online and in person today, my prayer is that that living, breathing Word, Lord, would come alive in every heart, would transform us, that we'd go from strength to strength, glory to glory, face to faith, that we would not leave our living rooms, we would not leave this place without knowing that You have ministered to us through Your Word, Lord, that the Word would not just become information today, but it would bring activation into our lives and that we would really know that we've met with You today as we apply Your Word because we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God in Jesus' Name. Amen. So we just read that you were chosen by God to become like Jesus. We don't choose Him, He chooses us, but He has called us to come to Him. And that's why I know today many have surrendered their life because they've come to Him. And He's given us right standing and He's given us the ability to share in His glory. How powerful is that? That's why I can undoubtedly say with confidence that you were created on purpose, for a purpose, to fulfil His purpose on this earth. You see, lots of people get confused. And you know, I think in the past, we've even used this as well. They get confused with the word destiny and purpose. And yet they have different meanings completely. Our destiny is to be with Jesus in eternity, in heaven with Him. The Bible says in Peter that we are sojourners. We are pilgrims here on this earth. 
We are just passing through. This is not our final destination. And some of you say, Amen. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. So if our final destination is to be with Jesus in heaven for eternity, the direction we go in life has a greater significance and purpose. Wouldn't you agree? We're not just here to let things slip by or live by chance. God has a distinct purpose for our life. And you know, when we get behind the wheel of a car, all of us, I don't know about you, but we should have a destination in mind, don't you think? Rarely do we get in the car and we just drive from street to street on the freeway, not knowing where we're going. Unless we're going for a Sunday drive, of course. The thing is, without a destination, the drive is actually pointless. And I, for myself, and I'm starting to use it more and more now, I use the navigation system. Because I find, particularly with the Google one, it helps me know ahead of time where there's road blockages, where there's slower traffic, even when there's accidents. So I can detour and get into the direction and get to the destination that I had in mind. And this is much like our life. If Jesus is in the driver's seat of our life, then the Holy Spirit must be our internal navigation system to get us to the direction in life and our destination. And when purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable in life. That's why the direction we are going in life is so important of, into God so we can fulfil our purpose here on earth that He had created us for. And this morning, I'd really want to talk to you on, and if you're taking notes, the title to my message is 3D Purpose. And can I ask you a question? Have you ever watched a movie in 3D? It's so different, isn't it? It becomes so real life. It becomes like tangible. In fact, I've, when I've watched a movie in 3D, it's like I've wanted to touch it, you know, because it becomes, there's depth and there's clarity and, and, and it, it, it becomes real to you. That's much like our purpose. When we look at our purpose in 3D, it's much the same. We discover our design. We discover our desire and we discover our distinction. And that's what I want to talk to us today about. God has designed us, He's placed desires in us and we are uniquely distinct to fulfil His purpose here on this earth. So we must know firsthand, knowing your design matters in this life if we want to fulfil our purpose. And if we want to know our purpose, our real purpose and our design, then we need to go right back to Genesis because Genesis is the seedbed of all revelation, what God had in mind before Adam blew it. But thank God Jesus came and got us back on, on track. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says, Then God said, if God says it, we should listen to it. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Here he says, God, let us make. Why is he saying us? He's saying us because he's talking about the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, the Godhead, three in one. And you and I, we are also a three-part being. We are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in this earthly body. 
goes on to say, Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him male and female. He created them. I think I need to read that again. Online, in person, He created him male and female, He created them. There's a reason. (laughs) See, you are designed by the designer of the world. You're made in His image and in His likeness to become like Jesus. And God is specific in His designing of man because He formed man out of His own hand and He breathed into His nostrils the breath of God. And it goes on to say, Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You know, when we read that, we understand that there is no such thing as an average and ordinary person when it comes to your design. Come on, do you believe that? There is no such thing as an ordinary average person when it comes to your design. You were created to create. You were created, you weren't created without a purpose. Your presence on earth is proof that you have a God-given purpose. Psalm 139 tells us that He created you, He knitted you together in your mother's womb. You have value, you have an assignment and you have a purpose on this earth. Anatole France said this, The average man who does not know what to do with his life wants another one which will last forever. France is essentially arguing that the average man does very little with the life he has been gifted. Rather than seizing opportunities and relentlessly pursuing our purpose, so many of us simply fantasise of an alternative life. In essence, we become complacent. And complacency is the enemy of the greatness that's in, in you. See, your understanding of your design and purpose and your willingness to maximise your God-given seed of potential are what makes you great and creates a fulfilled life in Christ. To do that, we will need to mobilise what's actually inside of us because immobility will cause you to remain stuck. The heaven of the heaven, the, the creator of heaven and earth, all things seen and unseen is actually in your DNA. Greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. Come on, family, we need to understand our design. King David writes this as I take a sip. In Psalms chapter 8, verse 4, this is what King David says, Why would you bother with puny mortal man or care about human beings, God? Yet what honour you have given to men, created only a little lower than Elohim, crowned with glory and magnificence. You have delegated to them rulership 
over all you have made, with everything under their authority, placing earth itself under the feet of your image bearers. Wow, you and I, we are His image bearers on this earth. That doesn't sound like a resume of an, of an ordinary person, don't you think? Come on family, we need to get this. A great God who has the power to create greatness would not put anything less than greatness in you. Average components are not part of God's toolbox for us. Therefore, He has called us to be the answer to someone else's problem today. To invent new ideas, solve solutions, to be blessed, to be a blessing and watch your life turn from average to exceptional. To make a difference on this earth. You were created to create. You were born to reproduce and make a change on this earth. Do I have any amens this morning? When you know your design is to be an image bearer of God, then you understand that it's He that places new and right desires in you in line with your purpose. Philippians 2.13 says, For God is working in you. He's working in you, giving you the desire to obey Him and the power to do what pleases Him. Another meaning for desire is passion or passionate. See, a purpose-driven life prevents passionless living. And Hebrews says, when you come to Him, when you fully devote yourself to His purpose, He will give you the desires of your heart. Another Scripture people get wrong here because they think, you know, if I just delight in the Lord, He'll give me all my fleshly desires. That's not what He's saying. He says, if you devote yourself to Him, if you surrender to Him, if you give yourself completely to Him, He will give you desires of your heart in line with your purpose here on this earth. Fulfilment in life is the result of aligning our actions with the thoughts that were in the mind of our Creator when He had designed us. But this requires us to seek first His truth for our lives and the purpose-filled desires that we cannot just shake off. Are there some things in you that you know that God has placed in you that you just can't shake off? You've tried to run away from it. You've tried to shrink back from it, but it just keeps on coming off. You just can't shake it off. And many of us spend too much time suppressing our natural God-given desires in lieu of just a guaranteed paycheck. But it's, stop, it's time to stop waiting for God to get on our program and it's time for us to fully submit to His one. What can you see yourself doing or getting up every morning to do? What motivates you? That's the question. See, desire, we are designed to be an image bearer of God, but He is the one that gives us new and right desires according to your purpose on this earth. And lastly, your distinction. Your distinction, there are, there are distinct things about you and it's often found in your unique testimony. We all have a testimony. We all have a testimony and and every single one of us has a different testimony. 
We have qualities. We have abilities. Even our personality is, is, is already prepared for us as we were being formed. You know what it's like. And thank God for Edith. <laughs> if we were all the same, life would be really boring, wouldn't it? We all have different, and it's all in line with our purpose. You know, my school reports always said, Carolyn has the ability to do much better, but she talks a lot. God had already predestined for me to be a talker, amen? (laughs) Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are His workmanship, His own masterwork. We are a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which He set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us. God has called you to a purpose. He's called you to do good works and His purpose is tailor-made just for you. Just for you. When you know your unique distinction, then you'll stop trying to run in someone else's lane and you'll run the race in your own lane. Your distinction is the springboard to fulfilment. And sometimes your distinction is found when a moment presents itself in which you can either back away, shrink back, or you can stand tall and speak with confidence. It allows you to see something in a way that no one else can see or very few can see. It means you can see a solution when all others see a problem, when they don't recognise the solution. And until you release your purpose, which can come in a form of an invention, I see people creating things, inventing things, a book, a business, a ministry or some other creation, you won't be completely fulfilled in life. And what you'll do, you'll start to blame others and you'll start to blame your circumstances rather than seeing that God has a plan for your life. He has a distinct plan for your life. In fact, Jeremiah says, to us that He has a plan for us. It's for good, it's not for disaster and it's to give you a future and it's to give you a hope. And whatever season you are in, remember this, when seasons change, purpose doesn't. COVID does not need to change your purpose. That relationship that didn't work out or that relationship you don't have doesn't need to change your purpose. Come on, somebody. That job you didn't get or that job that you really want doesn't need to change your purpose. That test you failed or that path you were gonna take doesn't need to change your purpose. And even though you know your purpose though, It doesn't mean everything is going to fall into place. It may mean that you might need to take a detour or reroute to get to the destination in mind. And more than likely, let me say this, the bigger the bigger the purpose that God has called you, there's gonna be more rerouting and detouring that you have to go. More than likely, it's a God purpose. It will require faith, 
Nothing is without faith when you're doing God's work. It will require perseverance and it will require possibly hard work. Sometimes life can hit us and we can lose sight of why we were motivated in the first place. And we can get stuck and we can just say it's just too hard. That's when we come back to Romans 8. God causes everything to work for good for those who love God and are called according to their purpose. God uses your unique distinction, your unique testimony, your experiences, the wounds of your past to help others. Opportunity comes in the form of something different to what you ever thought it would come. Life experiences, good or bad, can be used to shape your purpose for it to be far more reaching than what you could ever imagine. And a great example of this in the Old Testament is Joseph. Joseph, he had a dream, but he got himself into deep weedies with that dream because he told his dad and he told his brothers and he didn't, but Joseph didn't get stuck. He didn't get stuck in the fact that where he was, he found himself in the pit. He found himself in a place where this dream was far from looking like what was gonna come to pass. He found himself in the pit. He found himself in the prison. And then he finally found himself in the palace. But you know what? God uses everything anyway. Even in those places, the pit, the prison and the palace, there was favour upon his life. Because he knows everything that everything does work for good for those who love God and accord according to their purpose. And in Genesis 50, we read, this is what he finally said to his brothers, because, because of his faithfulness, because of his commitment not to get stuck in the past hurts of betrayal and all those circumstances that came his way, because he chose just to keep on moving, keep on going in the direction that God had for his life. This is what he said to his brothers. You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. I wanna declare to you today, your setback right now is an opportunity for a comeback in Jesus' Name. It's time to get out of that place of unstuckness, if there's ever a word like that. It's time to stand up tall and be confident in the purpose that God created you for. See, everything in life, is either God sent or God used. God doesn't cause bad things to happen to us. He doesn't cause things to happen to us. There is life, there is people and there is the devil that does a good job of that. But He will use things. He will use our past experiences, but He wants to do this. He wants to turn what was your pain into a purpose. Your once misery into a ministry. Your mess, my life was a mess before Christ into a message so someone else could hear the miracle of salvation. And because there has been failure in your life, it doesn't mean it's final. It means it's just an opportunity for a comeback. See, you will hit a few roadblocks along the way. There will be slower moving seasons. There will be detours. But it's time to get back into the direction that God has set before you. It's time to get back to your purpose in life and to get where you believe God wants you to go 
and do what He has called you to be. I want to challenge you today. Focus your life on this thing. It's never too early and it's never too light. Never too, never too early or never too late to start living out your purpose. Doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. The next 10 years can be the greatest in your life. If a life is focused on purpose, it's able to impact in every area that you're called to do. The question you need to ask yourself is, do I really know that I'm designed to be God's image bearer? Because if you know that you're an image bearer of God, if you really understand your true identity, you won't accept normal. You won't accept average. You want every bit of seed of potential that's placed within you to be used by God. Ask yourself this, have I allowed myself to allow those desires that God has placed in me to be according to His purpose? Have I accepted that my distinctness is unique? What makes me tick? Why do I do what I do? Am I running in my lane? Let me tell you, church, right now more than ever, this is not a time for us to procrastinate with our purpose. Immobility and complacency is the enemy to our purpose. And you can either drift through life or you can have direction in life. And I know what God wants for you. He wants you to have direction. But we must, it must have the Holy Spirit as our internal navigating system. He'll lead us and He will guide us. In fact, the Bible says that if we are children of God, we are led by the Spirit of God. And finally, as I close, the greatest use of your life is to invest it into something that will outlast it. You don't want to live a life that has no purpose, do we? None of us want that. See, your destiny is to be with Jesus for eternity. Your eternal purpose is determined by the end of your life and what you actually leave. I know what I want to leave. So if we want to live our life with purpose, we actually got to live with the end in mind. It sounds a bit morbid, doesn't it? But actually it's exciting. It's really exciting because I know what I want to leave. Paul didn't start out right in life, but he finished his race winning. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, we read, this is what Paul says, don't you realise that in a race everyone runs? but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. I think that needs repeating again. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. We do it for an eternal prize. Woo. So I run with purpose in every step. And I'm not shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. It doesn't matter if you're a preacher, you're a church member, whatever it is, we all must win to finish this race strong. Amen.
Do you know, before Christ, before I, I knew who I was in Christ, before I knew my design, I had different desires. In fact, all my desires were fleshly and superficial. <laughs> in fact, um, David Owen reminded me of um, my past life. He was chatting with me when he was praying with me one day. And, you know, it seems like so far away. You know, I, I, I used to work in a modelling agency and, uh, you know, I spent a lot of, I found my purpose in, with things and my identity with people. But when I came to Christ, there was a shift in me. I knew I was accepted. I knew I was loved and I knew who I was in Christ. He changed those new desires. He changed the desires of my heart. Everything else seemed superficial. It seemed it didn't matter. Now I'm a pastor. Now please hear hear me out. I'm not, I love people. I care for people. I try and help them through the Word, help them with problems. But that's only a part of what I do. I have to be honest with you, that wouldn't truly fulfil me. Do you know what really fulfils me? Is to equip you, to equip you to fulfil your purpose here on this earth. What gets me out of bed in the morning? What keeps rising up within me when I wanna give up? is seeing people saved out of a Christless eternity. Is seeing people healed and set free and on fire for God. That's what really makes me and motivates me. Of course I love you. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't be doing what I do. And of course I care. But I'm not the best at caring in the practical. This is what I'm best at. Because that's what makes me get up in the morning is bringing the Word to you so you can come alive in the Word. You know what also motivates me is to finish my race, is to leave a legacy for my family. I wanna be a finisher. I don't wanna be a giver-upper. I wanna finish this race. I want God to say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. Not well done, good and faithful pastor. Well done, good and faithful servant enter in the rest. And I know that's you too. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. Otherwise you would not be listening online. So family, let's run with purpose in every step. Let's make sure we're clear in our direction. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.